again, I feel like I have to do a disclaimer because, you know, with people's dreams, their testimonies, they can give you a hell testimony and they will still tell you that all you have to do is just believe in Jesus and you're going to go to heaven, right? Or accept him as your Lord and Savior and you're, you're, you, you have eternal salvation. But the thing is, there's a lot of things in the Bible that state that there's other things that we have to do once we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. One of those things is, in order to be forgiven, we have to forgive. So I know a lot of people that believe in Jesus, they believe that he's their Lord and Savior. They believe that when they die, they're going to go to heaven, but they can't forgive certain people in their life. Even though the Bible does state that in order for us to be forgiven, we have to forgive. Another thing is, there's people that love Jesus, believe Jesus is their Lord and Savior, and they haven't repented, meaning they're still living a sinful lifestyle. I fell into that category as well because I believed in the once saved, always saved doctrine. But also in the Bible, it states that Jesus hated the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. So if Jesus hated the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, maybe you would want to try to figure out what that doctrine was. But to save you some homework, to save you some research, the doctrine was basically that it was a once saved, always saved doctrine. They believed that they could still partake into the desires of the flesh, feed into carnality, you know. They could have uh, one foot in this world and one foot in the Bible, that they could serve two masters. And we already know that you can't serve two masters because you will hate one and love the other. So we know right there that we have to forgive in order to be forgiven. We know that we have to change our lifestyle for living a sinful lifestyle. We know from 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, who will not make it into the kingdom of heaven, who will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, which are liars, fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, the effeminate, murderers, thieves. And you can read that, that scripture. And we're also commanded to abstain from all appearances of evil, wickedness. We're also told that if we love Jesus, we will obey him. So if somebody tells me that all that I need to do is just believe in Jesus, I often want to ask them, do they love Jesus? <laughs> you know, just to see what their response is. Because if we love Jesus, we will obey him. And then we have a scripture that says, be ye perfect like your father in heaven is perfect. But then what people will be like, well, we can't be perfect because we're, we're living in a fallen state. You know, we're living in a cursed world. But then there's a scripture that said, all things are possible through Christ which strengthen us, right? That's probably what enabled Peter to walk on the water, right? So we know that through Christ, all things are possible. 
Some people don't believe that you can raise the dead, but that was possible. It happened. You know, it was done. So, Um, so yeah, um, I just feel like I have to always constantly hammer that in people's heads that there are a lot of things that we have to work on after we give our life to Christ, you know, it's a narrow path for a reason. We wouldn't be told to work out our salvation with fear and trembling if it was easy, you know, why, why did Jesus tell Bartholomew out of 30,000 people that die every day, only three of them make it into paradise. Hold on real quick. All right, so. So, yeah, so you just got to understand that. Hold up. All right. His life beats you down. I, I just, I don't never really know how much more of this I could deal with, you know? It's just like, I just, feel, I feel like, man, every Christian probably is broke. Like, I just feel like every hardcore believer that's like really, really rapture ready, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, making sure that there's no blemishes or spots on their garment. Aha, there's another scripture for you, right? Coming for a spotless bride. So I just don't know why people seem to think that a perfect God would, would expect nothing less. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you, if you had children, wouldn't you want your children like, if, if you're encouraging them to do something, like, you're, you're teaching them to walk, don't you want them to try to walk every day? Like, they're going to start start off crawling or start off dragging themselves on their, on their belly. Then they start crawling. Then they try to take their first step. They're going to fall. You want them to keep trying, though, right? You want them to keep trying to try, try to succeed. Like, yeah, they know that if they make that step and fall down, you might be, you're going to be there to, to catch them or you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to look out for them. You're going to make sure that they're not in danger. Like that's what you do for your children. You know what I mean? But you still want them to, to learn and you want them to perfect their steps. You know, when they first start riding a bicycle, you know, they got training wheels, right? But eventually they're going to be able to take those training wheels off the more that they practice. Practice makes perfect. So... You know, the lukewarm will be spit out of out of his mouth. You know, people, people, everybody thinks they're going to heaven, but they're not trying to live like heavenly citizens now. It's difficult. I get it. Trust me. Like every day, all day long, these demons are are trying to set traps for me, trying to create openings so they can have a legality, so they can attack me. I deal with this every single day, all day long. And when I go home and, and go to sleep at night, I got to deal with it in the dream world. So I have absolutely no breaks. So yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm overextended. Yeah, I want to give up, but 
that failure is not an option. So all I could do is just inch my way to the next step. You know, like work, just try to work it out the best way that I can. When I make a mistake, ask God to forgive me. So you, you develop these routines, you develop these new habits, you know. Like even today, I, I, I got me something to drink. I look at the ingredients to make sure there's no cancer-causing ingredients in there. Anything that's like seriously harmful for me because I'm always aware, try to be aware of what I'm consuming. And still, I bless this in Jesus' name. Always, you know what I mean? Always, just like just to create new habits. Just pray before I do everything. Pray before I take a shower because I know there's fluoride in the water. You know, pray before I apply shampoo because I know there's harmful chemicals in there. But usually I try to make my own shampoo. I know, this, I know that sounds funny, but I mean, I want to make sure I know what's in what's in the things that I'm putting into my body. You know what I'm saying? So, man, it's a process. It's, it's exhausting, you know, trying to, to deal with this. And I don't think it's fair. I don't agree with it. You know, like, if I, if I really had a choice, I would opt out of this whole thing. Seriously. But... You know, God created us for his glory. So what choice do we really have in the matter? You know, we're forced to exist against our will. I'm sure a lot of people, it's not against their will. I'm sure they're very happy existing. I'm sure they love their life. But I hate my life. And according to, to the Bible, I'm right on schedule. Because we're supposed to hate our life, you know. You, um. If you hate, if you love your life, you will lose it. If you hate your life, you will keep it, or something like that. You know, I'm driving, so I don't know the exact scripture, but it's something like that. So I'm checking all the boxes. You know what I mean? And I'm dealing with the crazies all day, every day. And they just pop up out of nowhere. You know what I mean? They just pop up out of nowhere, right in my face. Trying, trying to be confrontational, trying to instigate a situation, you know, and I got to deal with that, as we all do, but I do feel like it's worse for those of us who's really pushing the word, who's really pushing the gospel, you know what I mean, every chance we get, you know, and um, you don't have to be rich to do it. I mean, you could make more of an impact if you got money, but you can still do things with what you have. We all have enough to do something. You have a pen and a piece of paper and some tape, that's enough to, to, to write a scripture and stick it on your window. You know what I mean? If, if, if you got a little bit of money, you know, $40, $50, something like that, you could probably design a shirt or a jacket or a hoodie on Zazzle.com or uh, some other website that allows you to do custom design printing on, on products, on clothing, order that and wear that every day. Now you're spreading the gospel that way. If you don't want to be a street preacher, you know, if you don't do well in, in public situations or you're not a public speaker, there's so many different ways where you can still get the gospel out. And, and we have the internet, we have social media. You can create an account. Well, I don't, I'm worried about what people think about me. Well, look, the Bible says not to worry about what man thinks of you. You got to worry about what God thinks of you. 
But if you must, try to find an alternative route because you live in a, in, in a culture where it's unacceptable to preach Christianity, like in a Muslim country or something like that. You can create a fake account and do it that way. You know what I mean? So there's there's options out here to not be a lukewarm Christian, you know, and everything's being documented, you know, God is documenting everything, what you're thinking about, you know, what you're doing, what you're planning on doing, you know what I mean, like everything is being documented, so, <sighs> I'm exhausted, so yeah, I just wanted to drop some jewels on you real quick. As the host of this podcast, I feel like it's important for me to, to chime in every now and then. Because I do post a lot of content, and a lot of it's good. There's messages in there, you know what I'm saying? But I don't always fully agree with every single thing that's being said. And I don't always have time to to jump in there and correct it. So a lot of it, you got to use your own discernment. I just posted an episode uh, from Peniel and Gandhi. Now he goes by Peniel Eternal now because they shut down his, his YouTube accounts. You know what I'm saying? Before. But in, in the, the video he posted, the one, I mean, the episode I just posted, the last episode of his that I posted, which would be like two back, three back, something like that. A few back. It was like yesterday, right? Because I post multiple times a day. Um, the pastor went to hell because he didn't rebuke the spirit of anger. That's a lot of weight, man. I mean, that's a lot of weight to have on your shoulders. Like, I can't tell you a day that goes by that I'm not angry. You know, but as soon as I saw that video, I immediately asked God to deliver me of the spirit of anger. You know? How did I get the spirit of anger? Probably from watching like a UFC fight or watching a UFC update, you know, because I don't know. I just grew up watching boxing, you know, and then it turned over to MMA and then I started training MMA and then I knew God didn't want me to train, you know, mixed martial arts no more. So I had to stop doing that, which really bothered me because I really, really enjoyed fighting and uh, I know it's bad right turn other cheek God doesn't like violence the fallen angels taught men how to make weapons so um, that was that was the information I was getting during that time so I did it you know I thoroughly enjoyed smoking weed I had to give that up as well so just a lot of things I had to change in my lifestyle to appease God to be obedient to to follow him you know and he died for me so that's the least I could do was it easy? no it's not easy it's very difficult especially when you're going hard for the Lord all day long it's like working all day long and not being able to take a lunch break it wears on you you get burnt out you know what I mean so you gotta find Christian activities to do in your downtime. You know, and I'm just like, well, I didn't watch all the Christian movies. I didn't listen to all the Christian songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So it's just like, I don't know. It's just frustrating. It's tough. So I don't want everybody to think like I'm a super Christian because I'm not. I just know that it's so easy to get distracted and fall off the path. You know, you see one thing, one video, you know, next thing you know, two hours, three hours went by. And now you're just on, in the, on the weird side of social media, on the weird side of TikTok or YouTube or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you could get off the path. You get lost pretty quick. You know what I mean? And you don't even realize it. So it's um it's a process. It's it's not easy. And uh it's exhausting, you know. It's just it's exhausting too. It's the same thing with our food. It's easy to just go to the fast food restaurant real quick and grab something to eat, but it's it's poison. It's killing you. Almost every major fast food restaurant is killing you. Taco Bell, McDonald's, um, Burger King, Wendy's, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, Wingstop, you know, you think you're getting away from it because you're trying a different type of chicken. You're going to this chicken place instead of that chicken place. But all that meat is getting injected with chemicals before anybody picks it up to, to, to buy it and, and make food out of it, you know? So I'm pretty sure they're not haven't found a way to get those chemicals out you know you can soak it in water but the water's got fluoride in it and it's just it's expensive to, to, to stay healthy these days and even if you get vitamins now you got to worry about synthetic vitamins because bear and all these companies that were trying to put AIDS and, and stuff in their medicines and Tylenols and aspirins. Now that they they're over in, in in the health sector now. Well, they always been in the health sector, right, in some form or fashion. But but now they're they're focusing on synthetic vitamins and supplements. So it's just like the devil's winning right now. You know, he's popping his collar. He's doing his thing, and uh <sighs> He's, he's leading millions of souls to hell. And every day they're coming up with new schemes and new gimmicks and new ways to mislead um, those of us that are trying to, to to stay close to God. I just saw a post today about, oh, hell's not eternal. And they're posting scripture. And that's the thing. That's how these, that's how these Christian um, infiltrators, these tares in the church, these tares that are coming... They're attacking Christianity because they know that's that's our salvation. They know, you know, our salvation is in Jesus. So they're manipulating scripture, you know, and they're posting memes on social media. And so I just saw that and I had to I had to make my own post showing all the scriptures that show that hell is eternal. It's eternal. It's eternal torment. You know, but they're posting scripture like yeah, Satan and his followers will be tossed in the lake of, lake of fire and you will die. So why why would why would a Christian page feel like they need to focus on telling other believers that hell isn't eternal? Why? Hmm, let's look at the motive. And this is where you need discernment. This is where you need to have your discernment. Why would a Christian page that their their username 
says Yahweh or Jesus or whatever, right? Because this was on Instagram. I don't remember the exact username. But when he posted it or she posted it, they wouldn't allow you to have comments, right? So I end, I DM'd them the scriptures refuting that, proving, I think there was like seven scriptures I found, you know, and I'm doing this while I'm driving. You know what I mean? I drive for a living, right? So I think one of I think one of the haters out there that that listen to me or follow me, somebody that's on me, could be the CIA, the FBI, somebody in the government. I don't know. I know I'm 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 targeted. You know I know I'm being gang stalked. That's been going on for I don't know twenty years now. So it's nothing new. You know what I mean? The helicopters, phone tapping, all of that stuff. I'm used to it. You know what I mean? And I was used to it before I was even used to it because my dad used to record all of our phone conversations in our house when I was growing up. So even before the government, I was aware of the government tapping phones and, and, and things of that nature, my dad was doing it. So now it's nothing because now I know God is, is, is tracking our every thought and action and deed so he can judge us on judgment day. Unless we ask for forgiveness while we're alive and breathing. So, and then my, my nephew um, just overdosed last night on fentanyl. He was only 23. So I'm dealing with that. You know what I mean? And um, that's how Satan works, man. He, he's strategically targeting our families. There's generational curses. And, you know, I, I just posted this the other day where it said, like, if the mother of the household gets saved... It's like 17 or 27% chance that the rest of the family will get saved. But if the father gets saved and he becomes an obedient follower of Christ, then the chances are increased to like 93% that the family will be saved. And I feel like the ultimate focus right now, even though I don't have a family of my own, I don't, you know, I'm solo dolo out here. And, um, Thankfully, I have multiple streams of income that I can depend on. So if, if the enemy does cripple one of these flows of income, I have backups. And the enemy is constantly doing that to me. And you can't explain that, you know, to, to the people that you work with because they'll just think you're crazy. You know what I mean? So I'm always in hot water. I'm always in the doghouse, so to speak. And I'm always guilty until proven innocent. And so that's something I always got to deal with, you know. I always got to fight to get back to work after being falsely accused of something. Or something goes wrong, with whether it's glitches or... And I don't even believe in glitches. I just know it's all demonic. And it could be something... I may, Maybe a, a woman smiled at me. And I smiled back at her and God said, hey, that's a sin. Stay focused on me. I don't know, man. I know that he's pretty strict. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I know about the Lord. He's militant. He's militant about it. And um, it's tough. It's tough to, to, to try to meet his standards. And most people give up, you know. That's 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 the way it go. Jesus uh, Jesus told Bartholomew, out of thirty thousand people that die every day, three of them make it into paradise. 
That's one out of 10,000 people that make it to heaven. So when you do the math of how many people are, are alive today on the earth, and one out of 10,000, which is what? 10 out of 100,000? And what's that? 100 out of a million? So 100 people make it to heaven out of a million people. So what about 10 million? Out of 10 million people that die, a thousand of them made it to heaven. You could go on and on. Like, I'm not like some expert mathematician, so I'm going to just chill right there. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I just wanted to jump on here to encourage you just to have multiple Christian activities and just always be aware that we're being monitored by the unseen the demons are trying to find, they're always scheming and plotting, trying to set traps for us. And, um, you know, our angels are documenting everything and they're turning it over to God. And if we do make a mistake, the demons go snitch on us and ask God if they can attack us. And he might say like, yeah, or no, it just depends. But, um, Whatever he does allow, it's it's definitely for correction, it's for learning, it's for training, so that you can correct it and, and not make the same mistake over and over again. And he's aware of when you're tired or exhausted. All, all of those things are um, factored into the equation. So maybe sometimes you, you had a good streak for a while and then you just got bombarded and, and hammered and attacked and you slipped up and you may be fearful of punishment or correction from God and he gives you a pass you know because he's a good God but he's also highly intelligent and, and super aware so he knows if you're trying to play games with him you know and he know he knew these things before he even created us you know what i mean i always I always tell people like god knows what you're gonna do next tuesday at three o'clock you know or whatever but he does you know what i'm saying like he's fully aware um of you know our futures you know which is good because um he's always got something in place for us uh no matter what so <sighs> I promise you, I've not yawned as much all day, so I know that's an attack from the enemy. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Always remember to, to put on the full armor of God, starting with the heavenly garments. I know there's a garment of praise, there's a garment of vengeance, which always say vittle, V-I-T-L, which is vengeance is the Lord's, to remind me. Um, I always got to have little reminders, you know, reminders, you know, if I do get attacked, you know, vengeance is the Lord, so I don't, you know, have negative feelings towards that person or individual, and I don't curse them out under my breath. Then when something bad happens, like something just happened actually within the last hour, and I was I wanted to complain about it, and I had to remind myself, no complaints, no complaints, because I know complaining is a sin, you know, and I think it's... Exodus, Numbers, or something like that. 
Moses and the Israelites, and you know, they complained and they didn't want to go to the land of the giants. And so I think they were in the wilderness for like 40 years or something like that. So, uh, I don't really, excuse me. I feel like I've complained so much that I probably have exhausted any attempt of having a blessing at all, you know, which is cool. My only, my only prayer really is just to make it, you know, make it to the next moment, make it to the next step, make it to the next day, be able to pay my bills and um, be able to make the rapture, you know, that's the whole goal, make the rapture, don't get left behind. If I do get left behind, then the whole goal will be endured to the end, you know, and um, not to take the mark of the beast. And uh, that I'll be able to uh, withstand the torture and the persecution. Because I know that's coming if I get left behind. So, yeah, start with um, the heavenly garments. I just say the heavenly garments instead of trying to list the garments of praise and vengeance or whatever. The heavenly garments. Uh, the belt of truth to gird our loins with, the feet of peace equipped with the readiness, the breastplate of righteousness, and then um, I asked the Lord to anoint my head with the heavenly oils, but their joy and gladness, the oils of joy and gladness, um, there could be more, I don't know. Um, then I go to the crowns, um, which we will toss at his uh, feet once we're, we make it to heaven or whatever. And uh, there's, there's several crowns, too. I think there's like seven of them. But uh, just to avoid stating all of that. And then um, after the crowns, I go to um, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the cloak of zeal. And then I seal it with the bond of perfectness put on by charity. And then I, I wrap up the whole armor thing with um, uh, comfort us. You know, protect us as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So if you know that, that passage. And yeah, I do that. And then uh, just always ask that the Lord cancel all the plans of the enemy, that he reverse every curse and he, you know, nullify all attacks, that um, his will be done in our lives and that he deals with uh, the demons accordingly, whether sending them to the abyss eternal hellfire, whatever it is, just, I just pray that they never are able to attack me again. So once they're gone, that they don't return. Um, break off any generational curses and bring to remembrance anybody I need to forgive. You know, a lot of times now, since I don't really deal with people, it's just like random crazies that try to cause problems. So I'll like, I, for, I forget that guy that, that, some lady, she actually swerved in my lane, which made me have to swerve, which made the other lane have to swerve. And then at the next stoplight, that lady was yelling at the lady that swerved. And then she started yelling at me and was like, well, I got your license plate number. And I'm like, well, you know what? My fault. Like, and I didn't hit you. So I didn't swerve to hit you. I just swerved to avoid her hitting me. And she's like, yeah, well, I hit the curb. And I'm like, well, I... I don't know. I didn't see that. I'm trying to pay attention to the road. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to get hit, and I'm trying not to hit nobody. And I was successful in that. 
And, um, you know, obviously she was still upset. And I just was like, you know, I pray, prayed for her to, to be delivered to anger. So, yeah, um, I'm out. But uh, I'll get back at y'all.